Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Shannon coming up. That is Henry Gross. That's probably got to be like 1975, I'm thinking. Maybe 76. Our NHL insider, John Shannon, for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Hello, John. How you doing? I'm okay, but it was 1976, and it only went to number six on the Billboard Top 100, and it was about a dog. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like you're thinking it's a love song, and it's Henry Gross singing about his dog. That's awesome. About his dog. Yes, yeah, yeah, dog. Oh, well, yeah. we all know a, a dog is a man's best friend. I can tell you that Anakin, and you, how can you tell that Hudson's a Star Wars fan? Uh, Anakin is the only person really left in my household that likes me on a regular basis. So you know that's how it is. That's that's what married life's all about, right? You know how it is. I am not talking, and it's going to get me in trouble. Somebody's going to hear and then tell my wife. So. There you go. There you have it. All right. Uh, 8-1 Vancouver the other night. Uh, that's where we do the proverbial wah, 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 wah. You're, you know, great expectations for the Edmonton Oilers. Give me your perspective. Well, they can't go 81-1. and one. So, um, yeah, I, I, listen, it, it, it reminds me of the famous uh, Toronto Maple Leaf team of 1965 when they lost 11 nothing to the Boston Bruins uh, and Punch Imlach, uh, you know took all the goals out of the uh, out of the film and showed it to them repeatedly and repeatedly and then so if you ever tried to find the goals you couldn't find them uh, you just t- take that take that uh, disc take that DVD take that uh, uh, that uh, flash uh, drive and stick it in the garbage you know, because the players know how bad it was. Yeah, the players understand it. The one thing I would say, Bob, in in a in a broad stroke uh, about the game was, um, I was terrified for for Jack Campbell um, at after the third goal, after the fourth goal. I knew it was inevitable; he was going to get pulled. Um, I don't think any of the four goals were his fault. Me neither in my opinion, and I hope it doesn't reflect badly on him at a certain point, and he certainly, he says he's stronger mentally, and I certainly hope he is, but uh, uh, pulling him was uh, was an inevitability at that point, and I, it, I wouldn't blame him at all. So George LaRock all summer long on the show questioned the Oilers goaltending, and I reassured George, I guarantee you Jack Campbell's going to be better this upcoming season, and he had a great preseason. Uh, I didn't, the goalies to me were the least of the Oilers' problems. There were gaps in the Oilers' D zone. There were misplays. I mean, the first goal, Kulak can't knock a puck down in front and Garland's got a tap in. The second one, Bouchard gets completely knocked off the puck and it ends up in the net. Uh, the third one, well, now I'm starting to lose what happened on the third one. The fourth one was a double deflection ricochet. But wasn't the third one off Besser's boot? Wasn't the third one off Besser's was boot? Was that the one or was that the fourth one? I thought that might have been the fourth one. I don't know. Anyways, it was bad by that point. And so I'm not pinning this on any of the goaltenders, uh, but does it also maybe reinforce to a certain extent how important Matthias Ekholm is to the Edmonton Oilers? Because I just 
I just sense, and I, and I wonder if we're going to see a departure already from Nurse and Bouchard. And we might see uh, Bouchard playing with Ekholm and, you know, maybe Nurse with CeCe or something. Because I know the plan was Nurse and Bouchard, Ekholm and Broberg, because they want to see what they got with Broberg. But they got to respond back with the win, do they not? Yes, they do. And I, uh, you know, I, 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 I would expect that. That, that that will occur um but i also you know i mean 97 and 29 aren't beyond criticism either the whole team was in uh, on it Ryan together nugent hopkins what's that the whole team had it on them john oh yeah no no that and that's my point uh the, it, this 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 was a team loss you know, I, I think Jay put it pretty succinctly uh, after the game, calling it uh, preseason attitude, preseason effort. Um, and, uh, you know, as I said, it just, just uh, goes to say that the team can't go undefeated. And I, I suspect by the 1st of December, we'll, we'll look back at, uh, at the opening night of the regular season and kind of giggle because that was a long time ago by the time they're... Uh, by the time we get to December. Yes, well, as, as long as it's hopefully not a reoccurring theme. By the way, that Leafs team you mentioned, was that in the 64-65 season? Cause so it was, no, it was the 63-64 season because they did win the Stanley Cup that year. I was going to say, they ended up winning the Stanley. And let's not forget about what happened yeah. to the Edmonton Oilers back in the 83-84 season. Of course, they didn't have Wayne from the Edmonton operation in the lineup for the game in Hartford, but they did lose 11 nothing, And I remember listening to John Short show at that time and people like, oh, there's no way the Oilers are gonna, and ever going to win. i got to be honest. After the Islanders survived the Rangers that year in the opening round of the playoffs, me and my cousin Michael were like, I don't know. Like, we were praying the Rangers won. And we found out later that a lot of the Oilers players wanted the Islanders. They wanted the rematch because that's what champions do. They want that second crack. Yeah. Well, I can guarantee you that the Edmonton Oilers want the Vancouver Canucks tomorrow. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, you start Skinner or do you start Campbell? Well, I think there's a plan in place already, and I think it was going to be Skinner's start on Saturday night. Um, I think that it was supposed to be a chance for both of them to show. I mean, we all know that Jack Campbell had a great camp, um, and he earned the start in Vancouver, and I suspect it was the decision was that Campbell would start the road game and Skinner would start the home game. Uh, All right, Uh, let's switch focus. Connor Bedard, debut week. What do you think? I think he's ad, ad, as advertised. Uh, I think that uh, what he's done for the, the two games, the one in Pittsburgh and the one in Boston, have been impressive. Uh, you know, the Blackhawks still are not a very good hockey club. Uh, and uh, you know, Peter Morazic stole the game in Pittsburgh uh, on, on opening night. And then, um, and then the, uh, the game against Boston, uh, the Boston Bruins were a better team. So uh, the Blackhawks are the Blackhawks, and Connor Bedard will ha- have a very interesting season. I, th- I think that he's proved that he can fit into this league. Um, there's a ton of pressure on him, and he seems to be able to take it and understand it, and that's a good thing for the NHL and for the Blackhawks. We're joined by John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. John, I know I've asked you this just because of all the work you did in uh, TV. By the way, have you started to watch any of the David Beckham uh, documentary that's on Netflix? 
I haven't yet. No, it's no, it's really well many, done. There's too many live sports going on right I now. I know Bob. there's a lot of live sports, but it's a really well done doc. I can tell you that right now. Look, you know television as well as everybody. You know the impact of it. You know the challenges that they've got down in the states on regional deals. And last night, Sportsnet was watching or showing the bank or the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and uh, in-house uh, broadcast of the game. Yeah. Uh, well, nobody saw the pandemic coming and what it could potentially do to things. Um, I'm told that uh, flying into Washington has become increasingly difficult already. There's a lot of Americans. Frank Saravalli was on in the previous hour. He was a little nervous. I mean, you know, we, we, we have real geopolitical situations that could potentially alter the course and direction of the cap. Uh, that's a given. It, these are interesting times, aren't they? They are, uh, you know, and there are there are things happening around the world that are sad and disappointing. Yes. Um, but but in many ways, Bob, uh, as we saw in the world wars, as we saw in other conflicts, is that sports are supposed to be the escape. Right. Sports is supposed to be, uh, you know, three hours to to get away from all the trials and tribulations and and enjoy it and and have a good time and i i still hope in in that way even though the lines the lines have blurred so much uh, over the last few years because of um politics and sports and life all intermingling uh, you know players athletes expected to have a political stand on certain scenarios but in the end you know I, I hope people can take time to enjoy what sports are supposed to be and that's entertainment an escape um, and the good guys versus the bad guys and two points on the line and I, I know that it's going to be impacted at certain point in, in the business world but at the same time you hope that it's supposed to play exactly what it's supposed to be and that's supposed to be entertainment. John you have a podcast and you can educate our listeners again. That podcast is? It is called the Bob McCowan Podcast with John Shannon. Uh, it is on the same platforms that uh, Oilers Now is on. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we, we delve into uh, many topics, more than just hockey, basketball, baseball, football, all over the map. So uh, okay. we, uh, we, we get our chance to, now, does, to have our fill everywhere. Does Bill C-18, this new uh, Canada Online News Act, does that affect uh, podcasts at all? Do you know? It, it, it does if it's created by a large company. Um, you know, we, our, our podcast is actually uh, a little mom and pop show. Uh, it's not owned by a major corporation. Um, you know, C18, the, the bill is supposed to really kind of protect Canadian content uh, and, can, and, and, and protect it as, you know, CanCon Music did, CanCon Television content did to promote Canadian content. Uh, and uh, trying to keep big companies uh, from coming in and swooping in and, and spending a ton of resources to uh, to capture the market. So you wonder you wonder in the short term if it has will have any effect, but in the long term, I think people will find content they like and enjoy and and go from there. John, great stuff. Thanks for educating on us that us on us. Okay, Bob. And, and uh, it's day. great to know that you're still a music maestro and a big fan of Henry Gross. <laughs>
there not, you many, have it. not many songs named after me. So There you have it. 647 in Edmonton. When we come back, uh, Reed Wilkins will join us. We'll also get to Listian Oilers history for New West Travel. This is Oilers Now. Well, I better turn this button up here, too. Reed, you can turn yourself on here when we get going. Uh, it is currently 649 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50-plus years. You can get their new Canadian Club sandwich, chicken, ham, bacon, ranch, lettuce, and tomato. Visit royalpizza.ca. Star for recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chickens. Brendan Escott's recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Texan. Reed Wilkins' recommendation at Royal Pizza is? Meat lovers. There we go. There we have it. All right. Let's go to the Stay in Order's history. Ah, hold on a sec here. Yeah, let's go to the Stay in Order's history for New West Travel. Again, we got the three-night Rodians in Montreal. It's in January. It's a Saturday night. You get a private suite for the Orders and the Habs. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. And we are going to go back to uh, eight years ago today. Uh, guy by the name of Connor. Here is Brendan Escott. Yeah, a pretty important goal for him is first in the National Hockey League. League. Here we are eight years later talking about Bedard's first. Well, it was October 13th of 2015. McDavid scored on a setup uh, from Andre Sekera in the second period of a game against Dallas. It was Jason Spezza, though, ultimately with the last laugh, scored a hat trick for the Stars in a 4-2 win. McDavid finishing dash one in just over 16 minutes of ice time. Not often he'll play about 16 minutes of ice time. You know, what's interesting about that, Brendan, is uh, it was... Uh it wasn't a pass. It was a shot. He deflected it. There was an entire, and I know Jeff Merrick used to talk about this, the conspiracy theory out there on Andre Sekra looking off Connor McDavid on the power play during that season and how many times he wouldn't pass it to McDavid. And there was actually somebody that did video on YouTube of this, of Sekra refuse. It was really, it's pretty wild to think about it. When he, again, I know, I know. What you, was the theory of why he did it? Uh, well, I, don't, there, I don't remember this. You, but someone put like a video package out, and Merrick talked about. It. He goes, he looks him off all the time. It's the best player. I remember Ryan Whitney telling me when he went to Pittsburgh. He said, "Stop! You know how he got like fifty-eight, fifty-nine points." I go, how? And he goes, I passed the damn puck to Sidney Crosby on the power play. I was on the power play, and I gave it to the best player in the world. That's how you get points. That's that's one of the things you do. It's kind of funny. So there you have it. Reed, what do you think of, uh, we've heard from Brendan, the thoughts on the 8-1 loss. Uh, how hot were the calls? I mean, it was late, so I'm just wondering how hot the calls were. It was, uh, it was late, and I've... I've heard from a few people who just said they didn't even bother to watch to the end of the game. So I'm not sure. I I think there might have been a fair chunk of fans who didn't know the final score until they got up the next morning. It wasn't really anger. It was more just disappointment, shock, some disgust, just like seriously. that's You can't win the Stanley Cup on day one, but seriously, all the hype, and you come out and this is the energy you have in the opening game of the season. It was frustrating. Yeah, very. What do you got coming tonight on Inside Sports? Kelly Rudy is on. He's back for uh, another season. I I didn't even... He's been doing Inside Sports for over a decade because every every year, and he was was a regular when Dan was still hosting. So great to have Kelly back for another year. He was on my show, Total Sports, from about 05 to 08 as a weekly guest. I enjoy Kelly because he's very honest. He's not one of those ex-athletes that just... I mean, he enjoyed playing in the NHL and he tells a lot of great stories, but he's honest about the times that were tough on him or tough on his team and stuff like that. Uh, Doug McLean, former NHL GM and coach, is on tonight as well. He's got a new book coming out called Draft Day. He used to be on our show as well on the other station back in the day. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... 
on, on total. He was so on, was that in between? That was, was on Oilers before lunch. he went to Columbus. Then no, after it was Oilers lunch. It was, Housen was the GM of Columbus, and he replaced. Oh, also, just after he left Columbus, just, just okay. after. There you go. Yeah. Well, he's and he's. Uh, I, I Doug's actually traveling, so I taped it in the afternoon. He's got a couple of great stories about hindsight with drafts and one do you know the pick he's panned for still to this day in Columbus Gilbert Brule and right. Andre Kopitar right now but he's going to say that a lot of people had Brule to go there lots of people had Brule to go there he Gilbert remember Gilbert Sidney Crosby did not show up for the prospects game Gilbert Brule did and he was the focus of the prospect. Gilbert Brule was a heck of a player. Do we have, sorry, Bob, I found it. Do we have Burley up here on this computer? Uh, okay, uh, hold, sure, go. Let's try that. I think I have it here. Oh, it's not playing. Which one is it here, S. Scott? Do we know? I, I'm in a different room. I'm not sure what you're Okay, well, at. I've got Burley up, and I've got Burley hot. Because right? I found McDavid's first goal, the play-by-play. Here, oh. I'll throw it in Halsey if you guys can play it. Out of there, okay. I found the. I was searching for it while we we're. we're That's talking. amazing that you have those sort of technical abilities. I, on the other hand, lack those on a consistent basis. Can you, you fire it, Derek? Just go ahead and play it if you got it. It should be in Burley now. It's not in Halsey. Uh, should just be in the regular in queue then. <laughs> this is a lot of lead up. This is much ado about nothing. Nah, we got it here. Elden by Spezza, thrown toward the net, save made by Nielsen, and now a man down for the Stars. It's Antoine Roussel. Here's McDavid racing through center ice, unable to squeeze through a pair of Dallas defenders, but Demers did not get it out of the zone. Stars turn it over. A blast by Sekra, score, and this game is tied. It's 2-2, two to two, and that's a tip-in, and the first NHL goal for Connor McDavid. There you go. I, I I know that play-by-play voice. I'm just trying to think of where it's from. <laughs> what is he? Where seven hundred and forty some odd later? Where is he at now? What is he? What's the total for goals? No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> he's pretty good. So he's at eight hundred and fifty-one points in his career. Demers in that highlight, and did, was Roussel? I know where we try to be as unbiased as possible, but Roussel is he not one of your most despised players? Yes. <laughs> Brendan, are you doing double header duty or just football tomorrow? I don't know how I'm going to miss the home opener. So get there. So tell everybody what we got coming up. So Reed Wilkins has got Inside Sports Night 7 to 8. What do you got coming up tomorrow? Well, we got the countdown to kickoff show for a matinee football game. It is Toys on the Turf Night. It's Christmas in October. 2 p.m. kickoff. The Elks hosting the Alouettes here on 630, Chad. And then we've you're, got hockey later. So you're doing post-game, and then we go from post-game Elks, uh, points after show, to the face-off show oh, with yeah. Reed Wilkins. Jack and myself, Cam Moon, Rob Brown will all be involved in the broadcast Monday. We should mention, uh, Brendan Escott is hosting Oilers now on Monday. I will be flying with the Oilers to Nashville. Guests will include Craig McTavish for Contract Equipment Limited, Frank Cervelli for the Horses, and Colin Chalk starts our farm report on Monday. The head coach of the Bakersfield Condors there in action tonight. Eileen Bell has a global news weather traffic update up next. Reed uh, Reed Wilkins with Inside Sports. Special thanks to Derek Scott and Brendan Escott. Have a wonderful week weekend and we'll be joining you tomorrow night live from Roger's place. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my god, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello?
Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.